Well, hey everybody! Here we are, The Gil Can Run Show, episode 22. If you stuck with me for 22 episodes, I hope you're sharing this with your friends. I hope your friends are liking it as well. I hope that you're having interesting discussions and whatever. And having fun running. That's basically uh, the end point of it. I was thinking about that on my run today, is that I you know, should write everything down. I should write, I actually have like an outline of a book of, of everything. Uh, I think I'd have to touch on everything to really encompass what has happened to me over the last five years and how I've come to do this now. Um, and uh, uh, I was thinking about that and how, how, you know, what I need to do to bring that all together and what the purpose of it would be. Because, I mean, in the end, I'm nobody, right? I mean, I'm just another collection of energy and matter doing its thing in the universe, right? That's just who I am. So, I don't know, you know, if, if it would help anybody or whatever, but as long as people would read it and enjoy it, and maybe somebody would get something out of it, that's fine. I'm never here to tell, and I've said it like a million times, never here to tell anyone what I, what I think they should be doing. All I'm saying is these are the things that I've learned through my experiences, and I'm sharing that with you, all right? Because everybody's experiences are different, right? And I take everything that I experience in life and I process it and I figure out, you know, going forward, how that made me feel and how I want to interact with the world based on that information. And then, I spit it out in 45 minute, you know, segments, 40 to 45 minute segments, which would be a television or radio hour, um, depending on the channel, but basically a television or radio hour, um, and share it with you, and commercial free and free of all that other nonsense. So, you know, going through all that, you know, maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't fits and starts, it's very difficult for me to stay disciplined on things. And writing takes discipline. So I get very easily discouraged sometimes, and I shouldn't, but I do. So I will deal with that, and we'll see what happens. But I was thinking about that, because uh, I was just trying to think of anything other than how badly my foot hurt, because I seem to have swelling in my foot again, and hopefully it won't be too bad. As soon as I got home today, I iced it immediately. Um, it seems to be okay. It's a little tweaky. I'm making sure I'm wearing shoes so that uh, there's always support there. So hopefully it doesn't get any worse and stays manageable throughout uh, the rest of the year, basically. I got, what, two and a half weeks until Philadelphia, and then I have uh, three weeks after that is Roxbury and Christopher Martins, and then that's the end of my year. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, hopefully everything works out. I ran pretty well today, even though I was sore. I kept just about on what I want to do for marathon pace. I was actually a little bit ahead of it still. Over the course of six and a half miles, I did, uh, I think, 824 a mile, so... And I'll convert that all when I write it out and everything and uh, see what I can do. So, um, I mean, it was a good run. I got my 19 in on Tuesday. I ended up doing just under 19 miles. I just, 
I bonked hard and just I started out way too fast, pushed too hard, and uh, plus I didn't have the support that you have during a marathon. You know, I just have a bottle of water and a couple Cliff Bar minis, and it wasn't enough. And I just the last four or five miles, I just kind of walked it and ran every now and then, and didn't really push too hard after that because I was just tired. Uh, so it was a bad run. It was a failed run, but. You know, I for 11, not, yeah, about 11, 13 miles, somewhere in that range, I have to go back and look. I stayed on pace. I was doing what I wanted to do through half a marathon. And then even after I started walking, even though it was uncomfortable, because once you start walking, forget it, you know, you start cramping up and everything. So once I started walking, I was still able to go back and do close to, you know, uh, marathon pace. Not great, but close to it. So I think I'm okay. I think I'll be all right. All my other training runs, I'm staying in that range, and I'm doing fine. So I think I'll be all right, and I think, you know, and obviously need to see how we're feeling on race day, but we're getting there. We're definitely getting there. I'm getting psyched about it. I'm getting excited to go down, see my buddy, drink lots of coffee, cause lots of trouble. I love causing trouble in Philly. It's a lot of fun. So, um... You know, uh, if you ever really do need like a cool place to go to and just hang out for a few days, Philly is definitely a cool place to go to and hang out for a few days. There's lots to see and do historically, um, but also socially. There's a lot of, you know, neat places to go. There's a bunch of concert venues and stuff like that that always have like good shows on. Uh, the Philadelphia Union are fun to see. There's all sorts of fun stuff going on in Philadelphia. So if you're in the area, you need something to do, you know, you're, you, you're looking for a place to vacation, whatever, I may suggest Philadelphia. Uh, you get to see where uh, Ben Franklin used to shit. How, more, how much more do you want? They do. They actually have a, you know, because everything's all, all the historical stuff is saved and, and preserved and everything. And there's a sign like, this was the spot of the outhouse and... At Ben Franklin on Ben Franklin's property, like, okay, that's where he shit. Um, so, you know, I'm sure they've excavated the shit. I'm, I'm sure you can't go down there and get some Ben Franklin poop, but um, that is, uh, yeah, really weird, right? It's just one of those things that stuck out of my head one time when I was down there. I was actually down there with my niece, uh, my niece and my sister, and my buddy Mike was actually showing us around and uh and that was the one thing that really stuck out in my head so um uh, but other than that you know things are just going along we had election day on Tuesday um it was horrible nobody showed up to vote so you know and I, I get really upset about that because like then I hear all these people complaining all the time about the way things are. And it's like, you don't do anything to fix it. You know? And granted, because they don't go and vote, most of the people that I hear the complaining from, I wouldn't want them... I mean, I want everyone to vote. But I don't want people to vote who aren't going to vote for the things I want, right? But, no, in all seriousness, like, they sit there and they complain constantly and it's like why didn't you go out and vote that's the one chance and if 
15 per one municipality we had 15% of the people that were able to vote went out and voted 15% of them how is a politician supposed to feel accountable to a constituency when only 15% of that constituency votes so i'm going to do what i think the 15% want and what's going to get them to come out and vote for me again and that's it that's all that I need to do. I actually only need 8%. I only need a little over half of that 15%. Right? That's all you need. So, really, my focus is on those few people. And in a municipal election, it really is a handful of people. Uh, my mayor race here was decided by 1,100, 1,200 votes. Something like that. 33% of the eligible voters in my town showed up to vote. Um, I, of course, was one of them. Uh, you may have seen I voted for Lord Voldemort. And you're like, well, you wasted your vote. Well, I didn't want to vote for either of those two people. Okay. Um, I really could not cast a vote for either of them. So I casted a vote for neither of them. And I voted for the... Uh, town council, I voted for the Board of Education and all the other open offices, uh, town clerk and all that stuff. So I voted for all the other offices and I just wrote in uh, Lord Voldemort, or Voldemort, sorry. <clears throat> Voldemort, he's French, remember. Um, and, uh, you know, I wrote that in because Honestly, an evil fictional character, hell-bent on killing off everyone that's not magical, uh, would in fact be a better mayor than either choice that I had. So, I decided that's what I would do. That is the course of action that I took. Uh, somebody will read it, somebody will record it, it will go down as somebody voted for Lord Voldemort. Holy crap, right? I don't know if the candidates are going to see that. I don't really care if they see that. It's on record. That's all I care about. So the fact is I showed up and voted even though I didn't want to vote for anyone. Uh, I did it. Right? So if everyone did that and just showed up and voted, things would be different. Things would change. Because a lot of people would vote like me. Um, you know, statistically speaking, surveys tend to show that people tend to... Uh, actually favor. Great story, Colorado. Colorado had on their ballot a question. Should we spend this excess tax money that we got from legal weed sales, it's like $65 million or something like that, should we spend this extra money? This is on top of the money that they already budgeted in to spend that they got from the legal weed sales, right? So they got X amount of money that met their budget needs. And they spent that money. And then they had 65 million more dollars. Okay? 65 million more dollars. Uh, they said, well, here's what we'll do with it. We can either A, uh, if you vote this down, we'll just give you back the money. The people that bought weed and the people that, you know, sold it will get a bigger part of the refund because they bought and sold it. And, um, and everyone else that didn't,
buy any weed or sell any weed legally, you'll get this fixed amount, which is less. Because they didn't really have anything to do with it. They didn't pay the tax, so why should they get that much reimbursed, right? So that was, if you voted no, that's what would have happened. They would have just reimbursed everybody. And of course, like, the Tea Party people all were like, oh, well, of course we want our money back. Oh, don't let... Don't let the government spend more money because that'll set a dangerous precedent. Taxes will just keep going up because they'll spend more and more and more. No, they really weren't expecting so many people to go out and buy legal weed. They really weren't expecting that much tax income from it. They're like, well, we could either spend it on this refund or vote for this. And what we'll do is we'll spend it on schools, extra on schools and grants and, and health. And, and they did like marijuana prevention. Really? You want to prevent people from smoking marijuana when you made all that extra money on it? Are you nuts? Whatever. Not to mention the fact that there are no known, you know, the actual drug itself doesn't do any harm. The smoking of it apparently does a lot of harm, just like smoking cigarettes, although I believe it does less harm in studies than smoking cigarettes. But the fact is, is that, you know, if you ingest it, you're not doing any detrimental things to your health, okay? You're affecting your short-term memory, and that's it. But that's neither here nor there. Point being, they were going to spend it on all this stuff. The people of Colorado that went out to the polls, and I didn't check to see how many people in Colorado went out to the polls percentage-wise of their voting because I don't live in Colorado, but these people voted, no, we don't want a tax refund. Well, they voted, yes, we want to spend it on these things that we think are good for everybody. They actually voted. And now Colorado is not a liberal state. They're, I think, considered purple state, right? They go either way. But they voted to spend the money on everybody instead of just giving people a tax refund. They said, nope, you got a good idea here. Spend it. Do what you think is going to be best because you, you are elected officials. We elected you to do a job. You want to do your job, and now you have this extra money, and you want to do extra with it, by all means. And that's what they did. Amazing. So, this argument that everyone's all fed up because they have to pay so much in taxes, maybe that's not true. Because they had a chance to take money back, and they didn't. So, bravo Colorado, good job for recognizing that, in fact, we are there to help everyone else. And we are there. We are the government, right? Ostensibly, those of us that vote. Um, it's unfortunate that I seem to be on the losing side of the vote so often because so many people don't show up to vote. So, end of the day, show up and vote and maybe you get legalized marijuana and have a giant state surplus and can decide what you want to do with it. Uh, speaking of marijuana, might as well stay on it. It was in the news. All of this. Ohio had a legalization initiative on the ballot that failed. Why did it fail? This is a good one. There would have been only 10 people, 10 corporations or whatever in the state that would have been allowed to buy and sell it and everything. It would have essentially set up 
a monopoly in the state, a weed monopoly in the state. And the voters are like, no way. Like, forget it. That's just ridiculous. So they threw that one out. I uh, imagine that next year or the year after there will be another proposal on the ballot there. Um, probably a little bit different. And they probably won't vote it down. Um, I believe Nick Lachey was involved with one of those companies. Nick Lachey was in some band or something. I don't know. Some group. Not really a band. One of those boy... They call them boy bands. They're not really bands. They're just a bunch of idiots that record companies put together and sing. And uh, he was married to that other one. What's her name? I don't really know. Jessica Simpson. Yes. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not really good with a lot of that stuff. I read articles and like stuff, but I really don't know these people. I don't pay that much attention to their lives because I really don't give a shit. I really don't. I appreciate entertainment. I really do. It is an important part of society. It is an important part of the human experience. But any entertainment does not need to be brought to the levels that they bring it to. It's not there for making money. It's not some sort of machine to make money. It's there to entertain, right? But they've turned it into this horrible machine that makes money because we know more about these people's personal lives than we hear about their performances. Seriously. Think about it. Right? Like, and what does a Kardashian even do? They're not entertainers. They're not. They're not entertainers. End of. Stop it. Although I will give it to Lamar Odin. He is the only man in the world who's ever had hookers and cocaine save his marriage. So, it's funny. I feel bad, you know, that such a horrible thing happened to another human being, but uh, that is funny. And it's true. <laughs> but, um, no, like, you know, they don't do anything. They don't add any value to the world around them. They get pictures taken of them and they act like assholes and it makes millions and millions of dollars. So, there we are. So, I guess we'll stay with this sort of stuff right now because uh, now just popped into my mind my buddy, Dr. Ben Carson. Apparently, Dr. Ben Carson, a, a video surfaced of him giving some sort of commencement address at some university. And he's sitting there on stage and he's, I don't know why he was talking about the pyramids. I didn't watch the whole thing, but he's talking about the pyramids and how they weren't built as tombs of pharaohs and they weren't built by aliens, like some scientists believe or say, some scientists say they were built by aliens or a lot of scientists say something like that. I don't have the exact quote. As I said, I didn't, I just, it was too crazy. Um, No, no. It was built by... I want to get the attribution correct, and I'm not going to. I think he said Joseph, a biblical figure, an Israelite of some standing, built the pyramids, wait for it, 
to store grain. Because in the desert, you need to store a lot of grain. Let that just sink in for a minute. In the desert, you need to store a lot of grain. First off, here's a man who's clearly never actually been to or studied the Nile River. Because yes, there's a desert all around it, but obviously they got fertile fields due to the yearly flooding that was very regular, and they were able to grow plenty of food and grains for everyone to eat. That's part one. Part two. The pyramids were tombs. We can prove that the pyramids were tombs. Apart from the fact of finding actual people entombed in the pyramids, here's the best part of it. And the writing on the wall say this is a tomb. You can look back before there were pyramids, because the Great Pyramids, you know, are huge and everything, but there are a bunch of pyramids all throughout Egypt. And before that, you can see the evolution of a pyramid culminating in the Great Pyramid, and there are a couple others. Some got knocked down, things like that, because politics and bullshit. But, so the pyramids evolved, and they got more perfect as they went. Now, perfect as in, you know, ooh, it's perfect, but perfect as in, you know, stable and the shape we think of when we think of a pyramid today and things like that because like they tried like really steep sides at first and they were having trouble with it and but then you go back further and there are these things called mastabas which are kind of stepped pyramids right and then you know eventually there's just like one slab and and so like you see the evolution of these things and the mastabas are actually like throughout the whole middle east there are you know uh different variations on the same theme so, you see them everywhere. It is clear, this, but then again, this is a guy that doesn't believe in regular evolution anyway, right? But it is clear through the ages, the pyramid shape evolved from earlier tombs that were built. All the evidence is there, okay? No aliens did not build them, okay? Oh, how did they do this? Listen, human beings have been just as smart and capable as they've always been. We've acquired more knowledge over the years, but our basic capabilities have always remained the same. Okay? With more knowledge, we're able to apply things differently and do things differently and do things more precisely, do things better, more efficiently. However, we've always had the ability in our heads to do the things that we've done. I'm, I get so angry, I've talked about this before, about the stupid ancient alien shows and shit like that. Be, oh, well, obviously aliens had to do it. How could it possibly have been anything else? Because people find a way when they want to get something done, when they really put their heart and soul into something, they get it done and they get it done exactly the way they want it done. Because we are able to do that. And back then they were able to do that. They were able to figure things out Let's face it, somebody figured out how to make the wheel, somebody figured out how to make fire, somebody figured out how to domesticate animals, 
you know, grow crops, things like that. They figured all this stuff out. They're very smart, very capable people. Uh, there's evidence of brain surgery happening in um, uh, ancient Rome and before. Uh, there's all sorts of really complex things that we think are modern things that used to happen back then. And just because of things like the Dark Ages and whatnot, we lose that knowledge. Uh, because of wars and strife, we lose knowledge. And yet, we keep fighting them because we think that somehow uh, it's going to make things better. I don't understand it. I don't get the wisdom in that, but whatever. So, um, so he, he doesn't get that the evidence shows that these things happened, okay? And that's the thing. There's evidence, and all you need to do is look at it. And it's not like you read a book, and this is what people don't understand. All right, you can read a million books that'll tell you what happened. But you can just look at pictures. You don't even need to know anything. You can just look at pictures and be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then if you go and you learn about it, and you learn how to read things, and you learn how to do things, uh, then you can actually get deeper into it. And then it makes more sense to you because there's more evidence than just the common sense evidence of, you know, well, here was this mastaba and that mastaba and that mastaba. And, oh, look, here's a pyramid right after this mastaba. And, like, the evidence is there. Okay. Without getting into a giant archaeology lecture, the evidence is there. And you need to accept the evidence. And I think a lot of these people, like Ben Carson, they, because their belief is so strong, and I will give that to them. They really, really believe in the things they say they believe in. Um, I will give them that. But because their belief is so strong, I think that they think that when other people say, I know something, it's like them saying, I know something. And what they're really saying is, I believe this very strongly but I don't believe very strongly that the pyramids were tombs. I know the pyramids were tombs, okay? And you could know that too if you picked up a goddamn book. And people say, oh, well, he's a surgeon. Well, surgeons are basically the car mechanics, and no offense to car mechanics, I know a bunch of them, they're very smart, very nice people, but they're the car mechanics of the doctor world, okay? They're highly trained at doing a physical job. That's what I'm saying. I'm not disparaging car mechanics. Okay? They're highly trained to do a physical job. They are not there to figure out the mysteries of the universe. They are not that much smarter than anybody else. In fact, I really don't think that they are any smarter than anybody else. I think that they got very good training. I think Ben Carson is very physically skilled with his hands, clearly. Um, I think part of it is his calm demeanor, but it doesn't make him smarter. It doesn't make him better than anybody because he can do this job. Okay? In fact, he's shown he's a very, very stupid person about very many things. And one of them happens to be the pyramids in Egypt.
these things I'm not I'm staying pretty calm I cannot convey the rage that builds up inside of me when people say stupid things like that things like well you know the, the moon landing was staged okay I can take a laser I can point it at a specific point on the moon and I can make that laser bounce back if I'm off the laser won't bounce back right there's a reflector a laser reflector that they put up on the moon and I can shoot a laser off of it come back and I can prove categorically that human beings have walked on the moon well but you can't see it well you're right right now I can't see it but I know that if I aim it anywhere else on the moon I'm not gonna get my laser to bounce back but if I aim at one of these reflectors, I'm going to get the laser to bounce back. So somebody had to put it there. What up now? Um, you know, these are things that aren't a matter of belief. They're not a matter of, you know, insofar as things that aren't a matter of belief. I mean, technically the entire universe is a matter of belief. You can doubt everything all day long. But based on all of the evidence... These are the things that are most likely to be the truth based on all of the evidence. So, don't tell me that the moon landing was faked. Don't tell me that tombs in, that pyramids in Egypt weren't tombs and they were in fact grain storage. Don't tell me things were made by aliens. Okay? First off, where are the aliens now? Second off, Seriously? You have that little faith in humanity? That it had to have been aliens? I don't think so. So, that's where we're at with that. That really, really pissed me off. Oh, God. Oh, and they're complaining. They're complaining because the CNBC hosts were mean to them. What are they going to do with world leaders that are mean to them? I don't know. Who cares? Donald Trump's big accomplishment, ooh, I talked them down from three hours of debate. Great, you talked them into letting you do less work. Fantastic. Yeah, that's great. That's what we want people to do, the bare minimum. Um, so seriously, that's the way it is. I was also thinking on my run, though, um, you know, because I was thinking about the Muppet Show, I caught part of the Muppet Show, and uh, everyone's been complaining, oh, you know, it's too adult, it's too adult. Used to be so, you know, much for the kids, and now it's too adult. Well, yes and no. I mean, it was always kind of adult. There was always kind of an adult thing going on. I think because we were kids, we didn't notice it so much. Uh, certainly, times have changed, and it's modern, okay? The new Muppet Show is modern. And then I realized something. People that trash progress, for the most part, I've noticed, it's not really progress they don't like. Because when you talk to them about some individual progressive idea, they like it. I think what they don't like is modernity. I'm not a big fan of modernity. I don't like the fashion of things. Okay. Um... I like technology, I like progress, but I don't like things in the mode. 
See where I'm getting here? I'm using the etymology of the word. Right? So I, I'm not a big fan of the mod. And I think what it comes down to, this is what I was thinking about, was that we see what's coming and we see the possibilities in it. And we instinctually want the best possibility to happen. We want the best possibility to come through. So, when that doesn't happen, because it almost never happens that the best possibility comes through, we always end up with some half-assed bullcrap of somebody who argued down a debate from three hours to two and a half hours or whatever. And uh, uh, we get disappointed. And we say, well, that's progress for you. Well, no, it's modernity. It's, it's the fashion of the day. And you just have to kind of ride out the fashion of the day. Um, people get very upset about it. Think about it, like baggy jeans. People write laws about baggy jeans. Who gives a shit? Are you wearing the fucking jeans? Is it your ass that's showing? No, then shut up about it. Who cares? Seriously, who cares? I don't care what somebody else is wearing. I really don't. I don't even care if other people were naked. Would it bother me a little bit? Yeah, but you know what? If they're comfortable, screw it. I don't care. It's not my place to tell other people how to dress because it offends me. There are certain things that obviously are offensive that people shouldn't wear. Nazi uniforms, not a fan. Okay, not a fan of the message that's in there. Okay? Things like that, I get. You want to keep a certain message going through society. Nazi uniforms, not one of those messages. I have no problem with Germany's ban on any of that stuff except for in museums. That's where shit like that belongs. We have plenty of that shit that belongs in a museum too. And we don't put it there. Because, oh, freedom of speech. Well, thing is, is that some stuff just isn't right. And you shouldn't be sporting it. Alright? For the most part, people want to wear, you know, white, you know, someone's offended by a white t-shirt, you're going to be on white t-shirts, you can't. So, you know, but we do. We have laws about baggy jeans and shit like that. Give me a break. Uh, who cares? I don't care. You want to look like an idiot? Good. I know you're an idiot. Congratulations. That's how we should be looking at these things. But we go get so caught up in fashion and we get so worried about it. You know, and part of it is that we're told to do it. Part of it's that um, we don't, we want to distract ourselves. We don't want to be in the moment. We don't, we don't want to be with ourselves. We don't want to be comfortable with us. I'm not comfortable with myself. I'm really not. Um, but I try. I try very hard to be comfortable with myself. So, you know, I'm worried about what's happening in this space here. This part of the universe is my part of the universe to worry about. The people that come into my life that want me to worry about them, you know, I will give them the same. And there is a certain amount of responsibility that I feel for all humanity and all creatures and everything. Okay, I do, I feel a responsibility. That responsibility is not telling them how to dress. 
I'm not offended that Donald Duck does not wear pants. Are you aware that Donald Duck does not wear pants? Because he doesn't wear pants. However many years of some duck on TV and a blue coat, a blue hat, and used to be a Navy uniform, and no pants. Duck not wearing any pants. Duck thing flapping in the breeze. That's the way it is. Seriously. Does that offend me? No. Of course, when you think about it, Pluto was a dog, and he was naked, and he was like a dog, right? Goofy was a dog, but he walked on two legs and wore a suit. And, well, not really suit, but, you know, he had a full set of clothes on, shoes, a hat, the whole nine, and he talked. What's the deal with that, Walt Disney? I'm calling you out. You heard me. Go unfreeze him. I need an answer. So, there's that. Um, you know, just worry about your surroundings and the rest should take care of itself is the point that I'm trying to make here. You know, I can only control what I'm doing and I can't be worried about what other people are wearing, what other people are doing, what other people are saying, insofar as if it doesn't affect me personally. You hurt me and then I'm going to worry about it. I'm going to want things to change and I'm going to want to do things. You know, when you're hurting other people, that's a different story. But when you're just walking around looking like an asshole, you're not really hurting anybody. Nobody needs to explain to their kids why some jackass has his boxer showing. And some of those people might be perfectly nice people with just lousy fashion sense. They might not be jackasses at all. Which actually is probably the case in most of those instances. So what are you doing? Why are you doing it? It makes no sense. Just knock it off. Worry about yourself. Worry about the things out there that are really actually problems and fix them. Work to fix them. And the first way you work to fix them is you go to the polls and you vote. And you vote for the people that aren't going to put bands on baggy jeans. You vote for people that are going to do things like end the phony war on drugs, to empty out the prison system that's overloaded because we have a phony war on drugs. That's where all that money goes to. But now we need it, and we need to keep sending people to prison, so we make more laws to send more people to prison, we're sending, like, kids to prison, because now we've privatized the prison because the government decided they didn't want to do it anymore because we elected a bunch of people who decided that government shouldn't do anything. And the prisons were all overcrowded and overrun, and there were all sorts of problems because we have a war on drugs. And I get it. People should not do drugs. Okay? But, people that do drugs shouldn't go to jail for doing drugs. People that don't commit any other crime but do drugs shouldn't go to jail. Because doing drugs isn't really a crime. You're not hurting anyone but yourself. Cooking meth, you're hurting other people, possibly. That's neither here nor there. Um, you just need to uh, focus on the things, worry about the things that hurt other people or hurt you. And the things that don't hurt other people, when people are just hurting themselves and whatnot, well, they're 
allowed to hurt themselves because that's their body, right? My friends are smoking and one of them starts coughing, I will say something. I will make a smart-ass comment. That's who I am. That's what I do. I used to smoke and I understand. And I want to encourage them not to smoke. I want to encourage them to make that change without having the near-death experience, right? Because that's what it took for me. And I don't want them to do that. But I'm not going to push for a law to ban smoking. Does it bother me when I'm running down the street and someone's smoking a cigarette and they blow the smoke and I breathe in a lung full of cigarette smoke? Absolutely. It bothers the piss out of me. But it also bothers me every time I get, you know, I'm running down the road and I'm stuck next to a diesel truck. You know? It, it kills my lungs. So... I'm not going to worry about banning that stuff, but I will encourage people to not smoke. I will encourage people to drive cars or drive less and drive cars that do not pollute as much and do not cause as much uh, air pollution uh, for people that are having breathing problems like myself. I encourage people to do things I don't want to tell anyone what to do ever. I want to stay within myself. I want to worry about the things that I need to worry about. I don't want to worry about superficial issues that have no bearing on my life whatsoever. Okay? Uh, laws that I will fight against are things like, you know, apart from the, the phony drug, drug war, but another one, another great issue that they love bringing up, is not feeding the homeless. That is just the shittiest thing ever, and I will disobey that law every chance I get. I'll never disobey the, the pants down thing because I'm not comfortable wearing my pants like that. Not comfortable at all. So I need my pants up because what if I need to run, right? So <laughs> that's what that comes down to. What if I need to run? If I need to run, I need my pants up around my waist where they belong. Well, I actually don't wear my pants around my waist. I wear my pants on my hips because that's where I'm comfortable. That's where most men are comfortable wearing their pants. Um, I do not do the old guy, you know, up on the waist thing. Not happening. So, there is that. <laughs> wow, not a lot of running today, but that's okay. Uh, we're gonna see how things go. Obviously no running tomorrow. Saturday, Sunday, got my regular routine going. Next week, regular routine. And then off the week after because we're coming up on Philadelphia, and I want to be on fresh legs and as uninjured as possible for that. Um, I'm way over mileage on my sneakers, so I don't know how that's going to work out, but we'll see. Anyway, I hope you had fun. I had fun, even though I seemed like I was just bitching the whole time. I had fun. I enjoyed. Um, once again, if you like it, if you think there's anything of value in it, uh, by all means, share uh, get people on the Facebook page, uh, get people onto the website, do, you know, your thing. Word of mouth, it's all I do. I don't advertise. I don't even know why I'm doing this. I'm not making any money off of it. I'm just out here spouting out and hoping people are enjoying. Obviously, get back to me if you want on things. Feel free to talk to me about stuff. Um, you know, I am open on all the different forum that I uh, attend to. And uh, that you may know about the Facebook, the Twitter, the web page, the this, the that, the other thing, Instagram, and 
Nanny Graham. I'm actually on Snapchat. I don't do anything with Snapchat, but I am actually on Snapchat. Um, WhatsApp, uh, whatever. Find me on Minecraft. No, I actually play on private servers only on Minecraft. I just admitted to everyone that I play Minecraft. Um, find me on PlayStation Network. Uh, believe it or not, you could find me on PlayStation Network or Steam. I do play some Kerbal Space Program. It's a lot of fun. So feel free to interact. Uh, say what you want to say. Whatever. Come at me, bro. I don't care. Um, but uh, yeah, so we'll see what's up. And we will see you next time. Have fun. Keep running. Remember, if Gil can run, then so can you. Ciao.